Hi, I'm Claire Mitchell, QC. Welcome to the Witches of Scotland podcast. I'm a lawyer who specialises in miscarriage of justice cases, and we're bringing you this podcast because we want to tell you about the women who were accused, prosecuted, convicted, and ultimately executed as witches in Scotland. I'm Zoe Vendatotsi, and I'm a writer who's always had an interest in the witches, and I feel that this dark mark against Scotland needs a reckoning. The campaign Witches of Scotland wants three things. Firstly, a pardon for all those convicted of witchcraft. Secondly, an apology for all those who were accused as witches. And finally, a national monument in recognition of all those who are affected by this terrible miscarriage of justice. Over the forthcoming weeks, we'll be talking to a whole host of experts about the history and the modern day connections to the witches of Scotland. Hello and welcome to this special episode of the Witches of Scotland podcast. We are bringing this to you today to give you some exclusive and really pretty exciting news from our camp. Claire? Yes, what we want to let you know is that the petition has now been lodged at the Scottish Parliament asking for people to sign up if they agree with the idea that we should have a pardon, an apology and a national memorial. What I thought we would do, Zoe, is just read out the petition so people can hear what it is we're asking folk to get involved with. I launched the Witches of Scotland campaign on International Women's Day 2020. The campaign has three aims, to obtain a pardon for those convicted as witches under the Witchcraft Act of 1563, to obtain an apology for all those accused and to obtain a national monument to remember those killed as witches. Since March 2020, Zoe Vendatotsi and I have been raising the profile of the campaign by our podcast, which can be found on the website www.witchesofscotland.com, which was set up to support the campaign. When standing in Princess Street Gardens one day, I reflected on the fact that there was no female visibility in public spaces, no statues to named women recording things that they had done. I then looked at the Nor Loch, which sits below the Castle Esplanade, where 300 or so people were killed as witches. Not only is history not properly recording what positive things women do, but their history is also erased by not properly recording their story. I have a particular interest in Scottish legal history, and the people who were caught up in the accusations of witchcraft. So I decided to start a campaign to restore these people, mostly women, to their correct place in history as women and men, not witches. Between 1563 and 1736, the years when the Witchcraft Act was law, there were four relatively defined periods of satanic panic, which resulted in approximately just shy of 4,000 people being accused as witches. As with elsewhere in Europe, the vast majority of those accused, some 85%, were women. Confession to allegations of witchcraft were routinely obtained by torture, both physical and mental. The stripping and pricking of women was common, as was sleep deprivation. Most confessed, and that was used as the basis for their conviction. Of all of those 4,000, academics estimate that approximately 2,500 were executed. The method of execution was by way of strangulation, and then burning at the stake. In comparison to elsewhere in Europe, where witch trials also took place, Scotland had approximately five times the number of cases than elsewhere in Europe during this time. Alas, at finding and killing witches, we excelled. The reason for each of the aims is separate but interrelated. Firstly, the aim of getting a pardon is to write, insofar as is now possible, the terrible miscarriage of justice that was suffered by the people who were convicted and executed as witches. 
it is universally accepted that such allegations and subsequent convictions ought not to have happened. We cannot overturn the convictions, but we can restore these people to history to remember them as people who were so wrongly dealt with by our criminal justice system and not as witches. Secondly, the aim of getting an apology is to obtain a public statement of regret for those who were accused, including those who were not convicted. A pardon can only be granted to those who were convicted, but many had their lives irrevocably damaged by an allegation of witchcraft. Scotland's most famous accused woman, Lilius Aidy, was accused of witchcraft and died a month into her remand in custody, most likely having suffered greatly by torture in order to try and obtain a confession. She and many others deserve acknowledgement and apology. The third aim is to obtain a national memorial to all those affected by the witchcraft trials. Throughout Scotland, there are local memorials raised by people in their area to memorialise women remembered by them. I believe that it's appropriate for a national memorial to be built to remember the history of all people who were affected and to serve as proper reflection of the story of women and men in Scotland. In passing the Historical Sexual Offences, brackets, Pardon and Disregards, close brackets, Act 2018, the Scottish Parliament set a precedent for righting historic wrongs and for pardoning those who were convicted of offences, including when those affected were no longer with us, to benefit personally from the pardon. This petition has the same desires. Recently, the Scottish Parliament stated its intention to pardon minors convicted during the 1984 minors' strike. The Justice Minister made it clear that the pardon was to affect not only the living, but those who had died suffering a miscarriage of justice. The aim of that pardon is to issue a collective and posthumous pardon. Again, the same is sought for those convicted as witches. The only muted criticism which has met the campaign is that what happened to those convicted as witches happened a long time ago and that there's no need to pardon them or memorialise them now. We don't think these criticisms bear any great weight. History still records these people as convicted witches. Justice demands that this is put right. History should properly reflect what these people were. Innocent, vulnerable people caught up in a time when allegations of witchcraft were widespread and deadly. Further, as the Black Lives Matter campaign has shown, in particular the response to the removal of statues, people passionately care about the fact that their history is properly recorded and that they are properly represented in the world. Academics have explained that the almost universal rationale for accusations of witchcraft, having been and continue to be made against women in particular, is that women, as the weaker sex, would be more susceptible to the devil's charms. The underlying rationale that women were inferior to men. Alas, women in Scotland and worldwide are still discriminated against. have not yet achieved parity in many ways, including the workplace, in wages, etc. Misogyny remains an ever-present issue for women worldwide. Writing this wrong by pardoning and memorialising these women and men would be a mark against such views. As for the view that money could well be spent elsewhere, we do not think that the cost of an apology is significant. The work done in relation to previous pardons provides an immediately transferable template with which to legislate this pardon. Whilst a memorial may be of some cost, it is in the most worthwhile cause to record the history of Scotland's women and men. Other countries have, over the years, pardoned and or memorialised those who were convicted of witchcraft, the following list not being an exhaustive one. Salem, who had a total of 19 convictions, 15 women and 4 men, have pardoned all those convicted and have a memorial garden which is a bench dedicated to each person who was killed. 
Norway has the beautiful and haunting large-scale memorial in Finnmark, which memorialises the 91 people killed as witches there. Germany has a significant number of memorials throughout the country. The support for the campaign has been significant both at local and international level. The Witches of Scotland campaign has engaged with groups who have obtained memorials, such as the Witches Trail in Kouris. We have engaged in public discussion with the Edinburgh Civic Trust. Through the Witches of Scotland podcast, we have reached thousands of people who have listened to the views of academics, writers, notably Sarah Sheridan, whose book Where Are the Women inspired that same question in Prince's Street Garden, artists who seek to memorialise women killed as witches, filmmakers who want to record the stories of women killed as witches, authors who have highlighted the need for memorialisation. The campaign has generated responses from artists and musicians who've begun their own memorialisation projects. We have significant support from the public online who have commented, shared, liked and listened to our campaign many thousands of times over. We believe a pardon, apology and memorial are necessary as a reckoning for all those who suffered this terrible miscarriage of justice. And in this belief, we are supported by many. Thank you for listening to our petition. If you agree with what we say, please do go online and support the petition. We will, of course, supply links to it on Twitter, Instagram, on the website, etc., so that you can do that. And also, please, if you could share this with other people that you think might be of a like mind and would also support the campaign, please do. It's now an opportunity for all of us to have our say and it would be really, really great if we would have a a large uh, positive response to the petition. Please do share because not everybody uses social media. So if you know people that are not podcast listeners, it doesn't matter. If you know people that are of a like mind and they're not at all interested in Twitter or whatever, please do point them towards the Scottish Parliament website, though, where they can add their names to the petition. Because as Claire says, it's very, very important that we prove that there's a big groundswell of support behind this for it to be successful. And now we're delighted to bring you a poem which Witches of Scotland commissioned. The poem is written by a young poet, maybe known to many online as Lenny Soros. She has written this poem, which is called In Memoriam, and it's about the fight for justice for the people convicted as witches of Scotland. In Memoriam They tried to attack your spirit and destroy that which they couldn't control, so you spoke and the world didn't listen hen, smooth this madam that burned in your soul, your deed but never gone hen. There's them that still carry your name. There's them that mind criminals biding in courts, heeds that should hang heavy with shame. Old Nick didn't ken you for Eve, hen. You had but your own eyes to see. The rang was no yours, the guilt was misplaced, your innocence plain as can be. But they took muckle mere than a life, hen, a connell snuffed out in its prime. A state-sanctioned murdery, innocent folks, punishment lacking a crime. Your soul's now at peace with the earth, hen. Sleep and be one with the sky. We'll scrive your name in books they can't burn, write a legacy never to die. But we will not just beg your pardon, hen. Those days have long ceased to exist. We now demand justice for all those like you. Lang gone, but eternally missed.
If you'd like to learn more about the Witches of Scotland, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Sign up for our mailing list at www.witchesofscotland.com to keep updated with the campaign. On that site, you'll be able to find how to link with us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram.